Good evening, listeners, and welcome along to Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 6th of October, 2023. Very busy show lined up for you this evening. Of course, we're going to be looking ahead to a very, very busy weekend of Gaelic football here in Tipperary as we reach the semi-finals in the Senior Intermediate. There's Junior A semi-finals, Tom Cusack Cup semi-finals, Under-19B semi-finals. There's a lot to get through, so we're going to talk to Anthony Shelley in just a few moments' time about all of those games. It's also a senior relegation finals to look forward to as well um, elsewhere this weekend we're also going to be looking ahead to rugby the AIL season is back this weekend so Clonmel Cashel and Nina back in action in the senior rugby scene we're going to be talking to Joe Winston of Clonmel about all that and of course ladies football final weekend seven county county ladies football uh, finals in adult grades happening this weekend Tony Smith is going to give us the rundown on uh, what to look out for this weekend there and of course Barry Drake will provide us our weekly Greyhound update so first we're going to start this evening with Gaelic football semi-finals weekend and uh, who else only to talk to on this Friday evening only Anthony Shelley Anthony you're welcome to the show yeah thanks folks Anthony, we're down to the semi-final stage now in uh, both the Intermediate and Senior Football Championships, Junior A as well. Plenty of uh, football happening over the weekend. We'll start with the Senior and uh, two games, obviously the two semi-finals this weekend. First on Saturday at 4 o'clock in the RAG with J.K. Brackens against Upper Church Drum Band, so two mid-teams. And then Sunday at 2 o'clock, it's commercials against Moyle Rovers uh, in Ardfinan. So we'll start with Saturday, Brackens against Upper Church. Um, we know you're you're a Brackens man, Anthony, but uh, this is kind of set up to be a, a very interesting game and it has the very interesting caveat that the week after this weekend, both of these teams will be playing each other in a senior hurling relegation final. So um, everyone in Templemore will be getting very familiar with everyone in Upper Church in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's true. I'm not sure that the the relegation in the hurling would actually go ahead the week after because I think the team might look to have it off. You know, there's no hurry on that game. Yeah, uh, you know, if there were still one of these teams still going to be in the football, so they might actually look to have it off. But look, we'll see how that works out at six o'clock on Saturday evening when we know who's won this match. And to me, this is one of the games of the weekend. You know, probably is the game at the weekend. It's very, very, very fifty-fifty. Uh, Upper Church, they've been kind of workmen like getting through to this stage so far, but they, they arrive unbeaten. And um, had a had a great win in the semi-finals against Kilshiel and Kilcash, uh, going all the way to penalties where uh, their keeper James Gra- James Griffin made three, and they weren't just three three saves; there were three outstanding saves in the penalty shootout. Uh, um, so, and obviously up front, then you have the two Shanahan boys, Paul and Luke, who be their their main scorers in chief in chief, and. Um, they we met in the quarter final stages last year in football and Upper Church I think had a three or four point to spare and in a well deserved win over Brackens last year. So Brackens um they will have the motivation of that, um and they beat us in the hurling last year as well. So they have a, they won't be short of motivation, but what they have been short on this year is they haven't played well for a full hour. When they've been good, they've been very, very good. Uh, in fact, they've nearly at times you've been nearly booking the Crow Park on hell for the All Ireland final when you see them like they've been that good. But when they've been bad, you know they're mixing it with some very average spells of football in the middle of the game as well. So when they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they're bad. So they will know that to get over Upper Church, 
they will need to perform for the hour and I'm sure that's what Kevin Mulroyne and his management team will be trying to instill in some in the rag on Saturday. Yeah, and like when you look at Upper Church, we all kind of know how good Paul Shannon has been and uh, younger brother Luke as well. But they do have like you know the likes of Keith Ryan, Gavin Ryan there around the field, um, all the grants there as well. Of course, Jack Butler is a loss to this team now. He's gone travelling, so he's a loss for Upper Church. But it's probably t- it's too simple to just say, oh, try and mark the the Shanahans out of it, and you'll have a good chance because uh, that's very much easier said than done. Yeah, well, like the Shanahans are the arch- the artists, like the um, rest of them are the architects and the maintenance men. Like so, and like you can't. Yeah, the Shannons do nearly eighty percent of their scoring, so um, that would have to be the the basis of your of your of your game plan going out. You have to mark them and mark them tight. But you're right, you know. I mean, they have hard working guys, but they're not just hard working. They're very very good footballers as well. Like they say, Gavin Gavin Ryan, Keith Ryan. Uh, these these guys are these guys are excellent excellent footballers, and you know they they leave everything on the field. You know, they test you everywhere. Like I mean, as I said, they're good footballers, but they'll test you physically and they will test you mentally. And you have to be able to, from a practice point of view, you have to be able to answer all three of them. Like you can't just, you know, I often hear around having more ass. You know, you'd be playing a team. I were better footballers than them. You know, it means nothing. You know, being a good footballer is just, you know, I can do more, keep you up with these keep you up than the lad beside me, you know. Yeah. But you know, you might be a better footballer, but you might be a better player. And Overchurch have fifteen very, very good players. But if Jacob Brackens want to get it now, Jacob Brackens have as well, but they will need to be more consistent from the off and uh, manage the game a bit better. You mean they're blown so hot and cold. It, it it's frightening at times like and uh, it you know, they will need to manage the game the game a bit better. So you know, it's it's fifty fifty. Obviously, I'm going to go with go with Brackens, but uh, I would say that, wouldn't I? Yeah, you will. You be expected anyway. I'd say yeah. more and temper more. But yeah. uh, looking at at Brackens, like it's been kind of well talked about the kind of um, turn and form uh, in the um, hurling. I suppose once Paddy Cadell and Connor Cadell came back and things like that, and once injured lads came back, but. There was no let off in the football whatsoever, even even without those players uh, in terms of results anyway. So that probably goes to show the strength of the the football squad that even when they were missing the likes of Paddy Cadell and Cole, that they were able to cope. Yeah, the difference I think in the football squad and the, the hurling squad is we probably have twenty two or twenty three players in the football squad, and you know any of them come in and do do as good a job as the guy that went off. So there is. Huge competition where we might stretch to those numbers in the hurling. So when we are missing a Paddy Cadell or a Connor Cadell or an Ana McBride in the hurling, we really, we really, um, we really suffer, suffer there. But in the football, if you're missing any of them, um, you know the lads can obviously they might be as good as them, but the the gap in the lads coming off wouldn't be as huge as what it is in the hurling. And so, yeah, they, um, from the football, you know, we started against. Uh, my rovers, we were missing a couple of lads, and you know it looked like we were in trouble at half time. But we got back. But from the second round on in the football, we've nearly had a full pick. We've nearly had a full pick. So um, we can, and we have improved as as, as we've went on. Like so, uh, and I think our our Dean McEnroe at the weekend, who who might be a doubt, I think we we will have a full pick full pick at the weekend so, as well. So look, if Upper Church win this. 
uh, at the weekend they will fully deserve it because we don't have any excuses yeah and we'll, we'll move yeah. on so uh, to Sunday's game 2 o'clock uh, in Ard Finnan Clonmel Commercials versus Moy Rovers um, since the first round Clonmel over Kem Kilsheelan by a point after being down at half time but since then They've been just blowing teams out of the water and we saw it again in the quarterfinals against Ballina. For Moyle Rovers, their kind of season was completely opposite. Lost the first two round games, won their final round game to avoid relegation, get drawn against Lockmore in the quarterfinals, beat them by a point, Ben Owens' point, kind of last kick of the game stuff in injury time. And here they are now in a semi-final playing Clamell commercials. So I suppose like Clamell are going to go into this as, as big favourites, but... Um, I suppose my Rovers have upset the odds already this year and in years gone by so they might be kind of going in here with, with a nothing to lose kind of mentality Yeah and really so like I mean they, they were like, they, let's not call a spade a spade here they were poor enough against us in the first game and uh, uh, and also against Rockwell where, where, where they deservedly lost that but I think since since then you know and maybe 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 that was the kick up the backside that they needed because um since then, they've revealed their true selves. Like you know, back to what we'd expect from my Rovers with a good win over Ballyporeen, and like it was a hard-fought win over Lockmore Castellani, but I felt it was a well-deserved win. So you know, they're back to to where 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 you would feel at the start of the start of the year that they should they should be back. And you know what, they they go in with I would say they go in with more than a puncher's chance uh, in this game. Uh, you know. Albeit that you know they would have to be at their very their very best to, to deliver the knockout blow, like because commercials have been absolutely outstanding. And as you said, they snuck over the line uh, against Kilkeel and Kilcash in the first round, but they've just blown their Airog and a carty drum an inch and Balanay out of the water. And um, I was looking at it there there this morning. They've scored thirteen goals and sixty one points in four games in football. That's that yeah. series like, and they've only con- and they've just conceded three goals in nineteen points. Yeah, which is yeah, they've it's been yeah. so dominant. Um, the last couple of last kind of two months of of Cromwell commercials playing, we saw the stuff with with Oshin McConville um being involved doing a couple of sessions with them as well. So this is a, a Cromwell commercials group that I I would imagine have lots of ambitions not only for Tipperary but but further on um even even in Munster um I know we're we're getting ahead of ourselves here but this is how they probably see themselves and they'll be going into this hoping that they can br- brush aside more rovers as they've done the other teams they've met so far in the championship yeah to be fair like I mean I don't think Clamell commercials would be the only teams looking at the Munster draw like I mean yeah, we all fancy our chance of a go at that like but yeah they are the favourites for the championship so probably right to, to talk to talk about Munster in, about them in Munster first um, you know what they seem to me to be a team that are taking each game at a time this time before in previous years you'd hear them you know, talking on oh, Munster is our aim this year and then they get beaten in the final or something like that. And, but it just, I think the Newcastle West game last year where they went in as strong favourites after beating Nemo uh, and got turned over. I think they might have learned their lesson from that. Like, you know, that a favourite tag ultimately means, means nothing on the day. Like, you know, you still have to go out and do it. And um, I think, as I said, that they're taking every game... Uh, as it comes comes this year, uh, and they certainly believe me, they'll certainly take the the My Rovers game. They won't be 
they'll want they'll be fully focused for that one. So and the monster draw for whoever gets out of tip does look you know, it's, it's never easy, but it looks easier than than it, it would be said this time next year. Like you have um you have is it Limerick in the in the Limerick at home the Limerick yeah. winners at home and then the the Kerry winners which could actually be one of the club whoever won the club championship which I think was Dingle uh in, in the semi final. So there is a route to the to the semi to the final there for whoever gets out of them gets out of tip, you know, whether it be Upper Church, whether it be Mile Rovers whether it be, and hopefully it will be, Jacob Rackens, or whether it be Clamell Commercials. And um, I suppose these teams met at this stage last year. My Rovers were actually winning by a point at halftime, went on to lose by nine points. So um, just like you, you, can you see a turn of events where commercials don't win this game, or how do you ultimately see this game going? Uh, no, I don't, Paul, to be honest. I, 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 I you know, as I said, they, they do have a puncher's chance. But is it? I just can't see. The questions have been so good this year. I just can't see. I can't see how 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 they how they would get there. They would need goals. That's you know maybe two or three goals. And uh, with commercials, defence has been very mean this year. Now, just to be honest, it wouldn't be the biggest shock ever, but it still would be. It still would be a shock if my Rovers were to win this. Yeah. So that's uh, Sunday, two o'clock. We'll just quickly go to the other end of the Senior Football Championship relegation final uh, Saturday at half past 12 in Dundrum. Arvale Rovers versus Rockwell Rovers and they've both won their relegation semi-finals. Remember, three teams getting uh, relegated this year from the Senior Championship. So uh, step one is complete for both of these teams and they need to, to finish the job now and try and secure their uh, senior relega- or senior status for next year. So Arvale versus Rockwell, um, who do you fancy for this one? I don't know, Paul. I've thought about this one all week, and I've flipped and flopped. One time it's Aravel, the other time it's is Rockwell, and I I still haven't come. I'm still unsure as to who 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 will win it. And even at one stage, I was thinking, I was I was thinking, you know, this could go all the way to penalties, and how cruel would that be to get relegated really that way? But uh, anyway, uh, you know, Aravel. I think anyone that see, saw them against Killing All in the opening round would say this is a team that's in trouble. You know, but to be fair to them, they have improved since. Like they were caught with a a late care scoring spree in the uh, in the second round, and then they put in a good performance against Upper Church, who were in the who were in the the semi final and very much fancied in the semi final. So they put in a good performance against them to only lose by a point. So they have improved um, as as the season went on and you know finished with a a five point win over Aero Ganacarty in the relegation semi-final so you know they have hope like I mean they will arrive at this stage with certainly with a lot more hope than they would have had you know after after the uh, the opening round of the championship against Killing All whereas Rockwell probably have been more steady in their performances and I know they only went, got knocked out in score difference in the group stages uh, but they play a very how shall you call it, a very swashbuckling style of game, like you hit the all bomb forward. And this is a game where maybe they might need to rein it back and manage the game a little bit better. Uh because you know, Arabel with, with players like Mikey Dwyer up front, they will relish in the space that Rockwell that Rockwell leave when they go forward. Leave in front of the full forward line. So I think Rockwell if they are to get over this, they will need to offer their, their full back line a little bit more protection. Um 
and if they do that, they may just sneak it. But as I said, it's very it's fifty fifty, and whoever goes down, like it'd be a shame. Rockwell came up a few years ago, and we're a welcome addition to senior football in Tipperary, and Aravel Rovers are you know they're one of the great senior football clubs in Tipperary traditionally, and I think they may have even supplied the team for Tipperary that won the first All Ireland back in back in the day. So. Um, you know, it, it would be a shame to see either of these clubs go down, but unfortunately, one of them will end up relegated at the weekend. And um, yeah, and I don't know at this stage which one of them will be. It'll be a cracker of a game for anyone that would like to go along and see it. I think it's in Dundrum, isn't it? Dundrum, yeah, at half twelve. Yeah, um, on Saturday, and whoever whoever wins that will it will be the most hard earned. Uh, securing of a of a status ever winning two basically ah, relegation finals so i wasn't i i wasn't i wasn't messing there when i said like this is one that could easily go to extra time and penalties it's that close you know? yeah and uh i suppose uh we're i want to were aherlow no i remember aherlow was that last year or was it a penalty or no it didn't go to penalties but there was a penalty at the end i think of their game yeah, which, yeah, which yeah. sent them down but yeah. Um, we'll actually move on to Aherlow now because this is they're in the intermediate uh, semi-final on Saturday at 2 o'clock in Cashel against Thurla Sarsfield. So Aherlow, uh, as we said, they're relegated last year, looking to bounce straight back up. And they're against the Thurla Sarsfield's team who won the Junior A last year. And we all know kind of the momentum behind Thurla Sarsfield's as a club uh, with their on the hurling side of the things. But they've been going very well in the football. Blue feathered aside in the quarterfinals. So... This is a really uh, interesting way of seeing where how just how good this Thurla Sarsfields team are because you know Aherlow one of the one of the top teams in the division clearly and coming down from senior they're a seasoned side so this is is set up for a really interesting game on on uh, Saturday in Cashel. Yeah, Thurla Sarsfields they're you know they um it may not have been on a lot of people's radars as potential intermediate county champions uh, at the start of this year but I mean. That was a very, very impressive win. What was it, two thirteen to one four against Feathered, uh in what a lot of people would have seen Feathered, including myself, probably seen Feathered as uh, as favourites for that game. Um but I mean that that has that win has made everybody sit up and uh, take notice. But you know, when you go through their side, you know, you'd be surprised. Like I think overall, Paul, they have they're in the senior hurling premier intermediate hurling final. And they have eight dual players, which is, you know, you wouldn't norm, normally, Torres wouldn't have many players. Right? But um, they have, from the from the senior level, they have, you have Paddy, Paddy Creighton and uh, James Armstrong. Them. And then you have lads like Lee McCormick, who has played under minor and under 20 for um, for for tip in football. And Kieran Costello being the same. And, you know, and then... At centre back there, Henry Fogarty. I'm not sure if he's played underage for Tip, but he should have because he's a seriously good player. Yeah. So whoever the new Tipperary manager is, will be doing worse than to give some of these Torres lads uh, a ring and bring them in and see see how they're going because I think they are now serious contenders. And and they seem, as I said, playing hurling one week in football week hasn't done them any harm. They're in both hurling county finals and and a very, very good chance of being in the Intermediate Football County Final as well. Yeah, that's against Aherlow at 2 o'clock in Cashel on Saturday. 4 o'clock in New Inn. The other semi-final is Grange Mokler Ballyneal against Galti Rovers. And uh, I suppose we, we've been talking about this Grange Mokler team all year, but they had to come through 
um, uh, extra time against Moyne Temple Tui in the quarterfinals. So um, this intermediate championship, a, a lot of the teams are, it's it's been hard to judge so far, but more, or, uh, Grange Moakley have been to the final a, a number of times in the last years, just haven't been able to get over the line. So Charlie McGeever and Cole will be trying their best to, to get one step further and get into a final again this year. Yeah, I mean, Grange Moakley, I mean, most people see him as one of the most promising and exciting teams in the county. And, and that they are, like, you know, but I think the time has come now for him to deliver in this pro- on that promise. You know, they, um, it looked like they were doing that when they, you know, they basically moonwalk through the through the group stages, and um, but the one doubt we all had about them is how would they perform when the pitches get heavy and um, everything slows down a bit. And on a dirty day up in Valley, Gary, the last time where I even think it has as, as full time, there was talk of it going to a replay rather than extra time because the pitch had deteriorated so so much. Um, against against Wayne Temple, who he. You know, everybody would have felt it would have been a comfortable win for them going up. They went to extra time, but you know what? They can they can build that that they dug in in extra time and they came away with a was it a two point win? So doubts remain uh, as to if they how they will handle the heavier underfoot conditions and how they mentally cope with the bigger, more physical teams at this time of the year. But you know what? If they if they do if they do handle them they will be very hard to beat. They'll be very hard to beat. Yeah, that's uh, Saturday, as I said, four o'clock in New Inn, Grange Mokler, Ballyneal against Galtee Rovers. So that sums up the Intermediate Football Championship games this weekend. Also have Junior A football uh, semi-finals Saturday at half one in Borland. It's St. Pat- Patrick's against Sean Tracy's. And then at half past three on Saturday in Littleton, it's Carrick Swan against Ross Gray. Uh, we also have the Tom Cusack Cup happening this weekend, semi-finals. Uh, Saturday at half one in Bansha, Ballyporeen against Drummond Inch. And at half past two on Saturday in Monroe, it's Kerr versus Art Finnan. Um, th- this is competition, of course, is for teams that finished third place uh, in their groups in the football championships, um, as, far as, as far as I'm aware. And there was kind of debate whether it would go ahead um, at the start of the year. But here we are now, it is going ahead. And just your, your thoughts on those parents in general and on the competition, Anthony. Yeah, it is a change in the structure. I think it was this year the structure changed. It used to be for the teams to finish in third and fourth place. Right? But uh, this year is just the teams to finish third, as you said. And um, it was left at the start of the year as to, you know, teams of contact when they were out of the football championship to contact the county board to see what the game go ahead but all four teams did county, all four teams did contact the county board and I've even heard reports of challenge matches being played in the meantime and getting ready for it so you know it's, it's a good competition it's extra games and it's a chance to silverware at the end of, at the end of the day my take on it is Valley Poreen I've been impressed with them all year I thought they were unlucky not to not to reach the the quarterfinals of the the, the senior competition and um, they lost out in group on score difference to my Rovers and they come up against a good upper or a good drum drum and inch team uh, but I think they may just have too much for it you know they may just have too much for it a fancy a fancy and it's only a slight fancy uh, a fancy belly Perrine and that and then the other one Arfin and I thought they were the un- they were the unlucky story of the championship. They played very well, 
but they got I felt they got heavily punished for their mistakes where other teams might got might have got away with it. They they had no look at all. Every time they made a mistake they seemed to give away a goal, like you know. But they've had a few weeks now for the for the wounds to heal and um I would see them uh they're they're playing care care they're trending upwards as they say all right as well, but I think the Archinan will have will will have too much room when the scores are tossed up at the end of the at the end of the day. Yeah, and as you said, like it is a nice way to to end a championship on a high note. If you were to go on and win the Tom Cusack Cup, so there definitely is merit. You get silverware, Paul. It's it's worth it, you know. Yeah, Regardless yeah. Of what it is, you know? Yeah, you, we don't play for an off. There's not an awful lot of silverware on the line throughout the year, so it's always no. good uh, to try and maybe end the year on, on a win and lifting a trophy there. So that's the Tom Cusack Cup. We also have under nineteen games happening this weekend. It's a real uh, true football weekend here. Um, in the Premier County, of course, under 19A football semi-finals. Your own J.K. Brackens take on Feathered in Gertnahu on Sunday um, at two o'clock. Then uh, the following Tuesday, the other semi-final is Balna against Galtee Rovers in Drumban at uh, 8 p.m. in the evening. Then uh, under 19 football semi-finals are this weekend as well. Killer One McDonald's against Nakavilla on Saturday at half three in Temple Derry, and at the same time in Feathered, it's Lockmore Castellani versus Kilsheel and Kilcash. So really busy kind of a week and uh, a weekend of football happening this weekend. So uh, really looking forward to the games. And Anthony, hopefully, we'll be talking about an, uh, an exciting final pairing in uh, in two weeks' time. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully so. As long as Jacob Brackens in it, I'll be happy, Paul, when we're next time we're talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for joining us on Across the Line, Anthony. Okay, Paul. Thanks a million. Now, just before we take our first ad break, of course, there is a lot of hurling happening this weekend as well, uh, mainly in the Premier Intermediate Championship, the semi-final between Cashel Cormacks and Lura, uh, of course, called off last weekend. We pass on all our condolences to the Maloney family uh, in Cashel there. But that game has been refixed for Sunday at half past two in Tumivara, Cashel against Lura. The winner is going on to play Third of Sarsfields in the Seamus Arena final this year. Also, under 19A hurling championship final is on tomorrow, Saturday at three o'clock in Bursley. Holy Cross Valley Cattle against Tumivara. And a, a fine affair that should be too, as well. So, we're going to take our first ad break and we're going to be back after talking ladies football with Tony Smith. And you're very welcome back to part two of Across the Line here on Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, October the 6th, 2023. Now we're going to switch our focus to ladies football now as it is a massive weekend of ladies football here in Tipperary. Seven county finals happening this weekend. First one taking place tonight, that's the Senior B final. We have Junior A, B, C, D, Intermediate, Senior uh, so much happening this weekend so to try and break down as much of that as possible I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Tony Smith Tony welcome to the show Thank you Paul uh, Tony as I said there yeah there's there's an awful lot of games happening this weekend and uh, it gets underway seven county uh, finals to look forward to over the weekend and uh, we'll start with uh, we have there's senior senior B intermediate then the junior A B C and D finals are all on this weekend so uh, we'll start with I suppose the senior and intermediate double header in Sean Tracy Park on Sunday first up at two o'clock Borland Duala versus Cap White in the intermediate and then the senior finals at four o'clock a repeat of last year Feathered versus Brian Bruce so we'll start with the senior Tony and uh, Feathered versus Brian Bruce last year's final put up a, a, a final for the ages really I was able to just look back on it there um, earlier today and you know, so much drama towards the end Feathered go up by three points in injury time Trisha Hickey gets a goal for Brian Bruce and then uh, is a Kate Davy steps up Kate to Davey, just uh, nail a free late on to win the free, game yeah, so yeah. if we get yeah. anything close to that kind of drama it's going to be uh, well worth the admission in, inside in Sean Tracy Park on Sunday 
Well, absolutely. I mean, last year, as you said there, Feathered looked like they were cruising in the second half and great credit due to Brian Baruch to come back at them and then unfortunately to lose in that fashion because the same thing had happened to them uh, against uh, Arlo. They were leading and again last minute free and they conceded a goal and lost. And if I remember rightly, if you go back another year, they lost to Arlo by a point as well. So they've, they've been very unfortunate in their last three finals. So look, I mean, Brian Baruch and Mile Rovers in the semi-final, I think a lot of people fancy that Mile Rovers might take that and uh, I'd seen Brian Baruz. I think that was my third time watching them this year. And I thought they were okay the first time I saw them. I thought they were poor against Galti. But I thought they were excellent in the semi-final against Moyle Rovers. And uh, I think they could put it up to Feather on Sunday. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things when you, you get to finals but just can't get over the line. It becomes sort of like a, a mental thing. So th- th- that's something that they're going to have to overcome, never mind the Feather team on the field as well. Oh, yes. I mean, like, they both have strengths. Like, if you go back to the semi-final for Brian Baruch, I mean, uh, Cleaner the wire midfield was outstanding. Now, she's going to have a big job on Sunday because the two Spillane's midfield for Feathered are key to Feathered, in my view. Uh, then in the semi-final as well, the, the Brian Baruch half-forward line, I thought it was very clever tactics. They played the two Ryan sisters on the wings, and they used their height to great advantage. So it's something that Feathered will have to cope with. On the other side of it, Feathered are very dangerous going forward. And once they got going against Galtier Rovers and they got their goal, they were going to hold out and that was it. So I think it's going to be very, very close. It could be one of these last-minute efforts again. You wouldn't know. Yeah, and uh, Brian Bruce will definitely be hoping that if, if it is, it might fall uh, on their side this time compared to years gone by. Feathered, um, as, as we've mentioned, at nearly any time you mention this Feathered team, it's just kind of, it stands out, the, the youth that's in the team. Like, even looking back on last year's final, um, I can't think for name off the top of my head, but 15-year-old surged down the middle of the field and, uh, to win a free at the at the very end, the one that Katie Davy put over the bar. Well, so, Maeve Cuddy and Nicole Delaney up front are really dangerous players, and they're very young, like the two Cuddy are very young and they're very very talented players like Maeve and Attack and the, our sister in the back line but uh, they are they have youth everywhere I mean like Kate Davey who's, not, who's, who's still very young would be considered old in, in, in terms of the feather team you know yeah, I know. It's it's uh, it's such a, a youthful... And they would have got huge confidence from winning that county title uh, last year. And I think their their juniors are in the uh, junior D final on Saturday yeah. against Rockwell. So, Feather, I suppose, a, a ladies football club in the last kind of uh, 18 months, two years, really going in the right direction. And, and they'll be hoping that uh, they can go back-to-back in the county uh, in, on Sunday, Sunday or Sunday afternoon, I should say. Definitely, because like Feathered, Feathered, if you go back a few years, like they started off, they won Junior B, they won Junior A, they won Intermediate, they got up to Senior, and a very young group of players, and they're there, they're comfortable, and now they're winning. So, you know, they, they are a good outfit, there's no question about it, but I, I just think Brian Baruch, certainly they impressed me an awful lot in the semi-final, and I think this game is going to be very, very close. Yeah, so that's uh, the senior final uh, Sunday at four o'clock uh, in Sean Tracy Park. As I said, a double header. The intermediate final is also on in Sean Tracy Park on Sunday. This one gets underway at two o'clock. Borhalahan Duala against Kappa White. And just looking down at like these teams did meet in the group stages, and Borhalahan had a massive win over Kappa White on the night, four eighteen to eight points. And Borhalahan yeah. topped the group and went straight to the final. So it was up to um, Kappa White and Ard Finnan to to battle it out. 
and it's an Ardfinan Ard team that only lost to Boerlahan by a point. So if you're going off that kind of maths, you would have fancied maybe Ardfinan to beat Kappa White, but it was Kappa White who won the semi-final at one ten to sixteen points. So how do you kind of see this one going? Like, you know, it was very one-sided in the group stages, but when you look at the kind of uh, the math of of the how other games have gone, this could be closer than than that first game suggests. Yeah, well, as you, as you put it together there, Paul, uh, I would have thought in the beginning that Borland were the team to beat because they're a very balanced, youthful team and county player Kate Endoni is playing really well for them in the middle of the field. And as expected, they reached the final. But the big question was who was going to play them. And as you said there, it looked like Art Finnan were going to be the team. But in the last two matches that Kappa uh, White have played, uh, the last group match against Mikarki and the semi-final against Art Finnan, they seem to have improved dramatically. They seem to have got a balance now between the more established players and some young players that have come through. And uh, it's not going to be that easy for Borland. I still think Borland will be the team to beat. But I think Kappa White will be capable of putting it up to them. Yeah, that's at 2 o'clock on Sunday in Sean Tracy Park. Quickly go down through some of the other games. We have the Senior B final on uh, this evening, Friday evening at 8pm uh, in Ballyporeen. Thurlis Sarsfields against Clamwell Commercials. Of course, this is uh, the Senior B in the ladies' football is uh, the teams that kind of did make the knockout stages in the Senior Championship. Commercials actually won this last year and there's a Munster competition here uh, on the line as far as I'm aware there was last year anyway. So there's that's a good card for both teams there. It's very attractive. In fact, uh, commercials are going for three in a row in the senior B. But uh, the, the way the, work, the system works in each county is different, how they decide who plays in the senior B. In some counties, I think it's just simply the runners-up. I think in Waterford last year, Cummer Rangers, who were runners-up and who again went very close this year, they actually represented Waterford in that competition. But in tip, you're right, you're right in the sense that the teams that don't qualify for the semi-finals they play off to, to represent the county and the senior B. But commercials are going for three in a row. Uh, they have a very youthful side again. They're, they're a balanced side. Thurlis Arsfields, I suppose, one could say are the surprise packet in the sense that, I suppose, at the start of the year, they were seen as possible relegation candidates in the group that they were in. Uh, they pulled off a great result against Templemore, which was crucial. That got them into the, uh, the playoffs for this competition. They had a great win against Care, and now they're in the final. So you just don't know. But I would think, if taking a line through the form of the season, then uh, I, I, you'd, you'd have to fancy commercials. But uh, Torres Arsfields have individuals like Marie Creedon and the Lachnan sisters who could swing it for them. Yeah, so that's uh, one of seven county finals. I'll just run through the other ones. Junior A uh, is on in Kappa White on uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock, Lockmore against Mine Temple Tuohy. That's the second of a double header. The Junior D final is also in Kappa White on Saturday at 12 o'clock, Rockwell Rovers against Feathered. Junior B final is in Anacarthy on Saturday at 4 o'clock. Holy Cross Bally Cal against Latin Cullen Emily. And then the Junior C final is Golden Kilfecal versus Borland Duella. That's Saturday at 2 o'clock in Sullahead. So, uh, Tony, a very, very busy weekend of it this weekend. Um, I hope you enjoy it and hopefully we'll have a senior final that's uh, just as entertaining as last year's one was. So, Tony Smith, thanks for joining us on Across the Line. Thank you, Paul. Tipperary Ladies Football selector Tony Smith there giving us the rundown on what is a massive weekend to come here in Ladies Football in Tipperary. Now it's time for our second ad break. We're going to be talking rugby and greyhound racing after these. And you're very welcome back to the third and final part of Across the Line here in Tip FM with myself, Paul Carroll, on this Friday, the 6th of October, 2023. Now, to end this evening's show, we're going to be talking greyhound racing. But before that, our attention switches to rugby. The AIL season is back this weekend. And uh, who better to talk to? Only Joe Winston, the team manager with Clonmel Rugby Club. Joe, you're very welcome back to the show. 
Thank you, Paul. So, Joe, it's uh, that time of the year again. The AIL is back in action and uh, Clonmel in Division 2C again this year coming up against Brough in this first game. But just uh, to, to overview the season so far, how has the off-season been for uh, all down in Clonmel? Um, coming off a, a good season last year, just narrowly missing off in the playoffs, I suppose. But um, how have, I suppose, looking to try and build on uh, the, the success of last year? Yeah, we, we've had a, a very good pre-season. Uh, we've had great numbers of training. And we've been very uh, easy to field the seconds team, which have done reasonably well this season so we're quite hopeful for uh, the coming season yeah and uh, I suppose that's important numbers especially with how attritional uh, rugby can be and as the season goes on so good to see uh, a good second team I suppose um, been able to field as well yeah absolutely because uh, it drives on the lads uh, or it gives you more options more people to pick from and the cover that you need when you have um, a squad of maybe we, we're getting well over 30 training every night for the last couple of months so we're pleased with that we've recruited well um, also so you know we're, as I say we're quite hopeful for the season yeah I, w- I was going to ask about recruitment because it's, off- it's often a kind of a, a big thing in rugby you want to kind of keep the keep the thing going forward and get some uh, new faces in pretty much every year so you've managed to do that we've done that we've got lads in from Rockwell and Clamell High School, uh, young fellas coming in, so they're, they're full of eagerness and uh, very keen to do well. And we've got a couple of players in from surrounding clubs who have decided to uh, join us and have a go at, at senior rugby. Yeah, so like I mentioned last year, fifth place finish in the league. Um, it's probably fair enough to say that that getting into the, the promotion playoffs is the, the goal as, as we go into the start of this new season. That's the goal for this season. Okay, uh, we fell just a little bit short last last season, uh, losing to Middleton in the last game of the season, and Broff took our place in the playoffs. And yet we bet Broff twice. So um, when you play Broff, it's always less than one score in the game. So we're kind of evenly matched. So come Saturday, they'll tell us where we are. Yeah, and no, looking back on some of last year's fixtures, like the Brough games in particular were, were very good contests. I think there was one there, I had it up in front of me, well, it was like 28-30 um, in yeah, one of the games. Yeah, that was down the Brough. Yeah, and uh, then you beat them in Ardguija 23-10. So um, it's, a, it's a good way to start the season, I'm sure, from a, just a spectator point of view, but uh, always kind of set up for good games between the two sides. Exactly, and uh, you I always say that uh, you really need to win your first game of the season. It kind of sets you on the right path. Um, so this will be a test of where we are. Uh, but naturally enough, we, we, it's a home match, so we're, we're hoping for a victory. And looking at the way like the way the AIL usually is broken down in terms of it's often kind of like in blocks of games. You'll have three weeks on, yeah. maybe a week off. So looking yeah. at this first block for Clonmel, as we said, there Saturday at half two um, in Ardguija, you're at home to uh, at home to Brough. And uh, then the week after, you're away to Bangor. And then the week after that, September or, or October 21st, I should say, you're at home yeah. to Galwegians. And then you have a week off. So two home games to start in the first three uh, isn't too bad. But I suppose that's kind of the mindset here is, is taking it block by block. Exactly, yeah. And uh, now before Christmas, some of the biggest trips are well, the biggest trips are up to, uh, to Ulster to play the teams up there. Um, 
so you, you always have to go the day before to be prepared. Um, we learned last season going up the morning of a game is a no-no uh, because you're just not ready. You're, you're getting up too early, um, so you have to you have to be prepared for each match. Um, and we we have a reasonable away record over the, the last few years as well. So, um, but the good thing is that we'll have two of the trips up north out of the way before Christmas. And those trips, so you, the plan this year then is to go up the day before. Um, yeah. I suppose that's a, it's a expense on the club, I suppose, is the reason why why teams have often struggle with that. But it's probably, as you said, a, a needs must because getting up it, at how long and then going on a long bus journey doesn't really set yeah. up for good uh, athletic performance. No, definitely not. Uh, we've learned from experience. We've heard from other clubs who have made that mistake as well. And uh, if you want to do well, you have to put the preparation in. And one of those things is going up the night before a game and staying as close as you can to uh, to the opponents. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, a must, really, as you said. But yeah. uh, just before uh, I let you go, Joe, I suppose the, the big rugby uh, this weekend away from the club scene, Ireland against uh, Scotland uh, this weekend on, on Saturday night here at 8 o'clock. Um, just your, your thoughts on this game and the whole kind of Rugby World Cup so far and uh, how, how you fancy Ireland's chances? I think uh, Ireland should beat Scotland. There's no other way we're putting it. We've beaten them, I think, nine times out of ten the last, the last ten games we've played them. And I think with Andy Farrell there, he'll know to make sure that the team aren't overconfident or anything like that. And the, the need is to get at least one point, but they will be going for a, the minimum of four. Uh, so I'll be quite confident of, of Ireland winning. But we do have to watch out then if we do meet New Zealand in the next round because they seem to have got their act together again. So we can't, basically at this stage, you can't underestimate anybody. Yeah, no, really looking forward to, to that yeah. game uh, tomorrow. Joe, thanks for joining us here on Across the Line. Best of luck for the, for, uh, the opening uh, couple of games here and we'll catch up in a few weeks' time. Thanks very much, Paul. Take care. Joe Winston there from Clonmel Rugby Club looking ahead to their game, as I mentioned, Division 2C. Uh, they're at home to Brough tomorrow at half past two. Elsewhere in Division 2A, Nina Ormond are at home to UL Bohemians at half past two. And Cashel are in down to play at Banbridge uh, at two o'clock tomorrow to start their season. So uh, best of luck to all the Tipperary teams in the AL this year. And we will be keeping track uh, throughout across the line over the next uh, over the next couple of months, really, until the end of the year and f- further beyond that uh, as the season continues. But now, as of on a Friday evening, it is time to talk dogs with Barry Drake. <laughs> Tip FM's Greyhound Update in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep. So there's another busy weekend of Greyhound Racing uh, this weekend and uh, before we look ahead to uh, this weekend's racing action of course we have to touch about the big race in Turles um, last Saturday night of course that was the final of the Casco Dog Foods ON2 uh, 525 won there in terrific style uh, by two slip Jigs, who's a greyhound with a bright future. The March youngster was uh, winning there in stunning style. It was a 28.99 winning performance, showing massive early speed there to win uh, for Jason Fletcher. Certainly will be following that greyhound's uh, future going forward, and it definitely has a big future ahead. Back to Clonmel tonight, of course, racing action getting underway there at 7.30. One to keep an eye on in race number four, 
um, is uh, Wilderness um, Tiger, who has won uh, two from two. An impressive winning performance. The win last time for twen- in 29.62. It's owned locally in Clanmel by Declan Drohan. And I think that one uh, can make it a hat-trick of straight successes in Clanmel tonight. Back to uh, Thurless's racing action on Saturday night. They have the Mick and Mary Burke Memorial A4 stake uh, got- getting underway. And an interesting runner there in heat number two. That's race number five, Cool Crew Chick, who caught my eye in defeat last time when finishing second. I think it's a promising greyhound for the Feel Good Racing Syndicate in Ballinor, and that's one I'll be watching out for in Turles on Saturday night. Back to the action in Clanmel on Sunday night. You have the semi-finals of the Burgess Bucks at Stud ON2 Bitch Stake, and um, in race number four there, Good Sahara, will be hard to beat for Maria Kennedy in Turles. 29-37 uh, last time in overcoming trouble in running. That should prove difficult to beat. While in the second semi-final, Quick News was a 28-97 winner on debut uh, for owner Una O'Sullivan and trainer Owen McKenna. That can make it two wins from as many starts there in Clonmel on Sunday night. Back to the big racing action in Cork on Saturday night, the 2023 Bar One Racing Irish Greyhound Laurels semi-final. €30,000 to the winner of this fabulous event. The opening semi-final can go the way of Jack Tavern Bolt, who's won its last eight for the Pillar Syndicate, trained in Golden in County Tipperary uh, by champion trainer Graham Holland. Jack Tavern Bolt, certainly the one to beat there. Uh, trap number one, Burgess Supreme, won the National Project Stakes earlier this year for Sheila Spillane and JJ Fenley. That can run well from the inside of the track and also Ballymun Boy is trending golden by Rachel Wheeler that's another one that has been showing a terrific form in recent times also in the second semi-final plenty of Tipperary interest but I'm going with trap number four Carrick Aldo who's trained up there by Mullingar by David Murray I think this ground can produce his explosive start and get the job done Glengar Marta runs from trap number two for Kappa White trainer Pat Buckley she's expected to be in the mix high trend has been in a terrific form in recent times uh, for trainer Graham Holland 28-36 last time He's another one that should be in the mix, but it really is a fabulous competition and all to play for in Cork over the course of the next two weeks. That's the 2023 Bear One Racing Irish Greyhound Laurels. Also on the night, you have the semi-finals of the Michael Bart Leahy Memorial Competition, and this has 10,000 jurors to the winner. Back to the big one in Shelburne Park last uh, weekend. It was um, the final of the Time Greyhound Nutrition um, juvenile derby won in fantastic style by Droopy's Flightline who was winning there for trainer Robert Gleeson uh, picking up that fabulous prize there um, as I said great sponsorship there uh, from Time Greyhound Nutrition 25,000 euros to the winner 27.93 what a wonderful performance from one of the most exciting young greyhounds in the world of greyhound racing this week at Shelburne Park you have the second round of the Yvonne Barry track bookmakers 600 yard stake Ben's Teddy is one of the leading fancies for Kappa White trainer uh, Pat Buckley 32-44 in the opening round uh, that was one of the performances of the night uh, last week in Shelburne Park and that can continue 
um, its winning form with another big performance. Pat Buckley is also represented with Glengare Elvis, who caught the eye in the opening round. That one is owned by Kenny Glenn. That's another big one uh, for outright glory. So very much looking forward to that competition um, in Shelburne Park on Saturday night, the Yvonne Barry uh, Track Bookmaker 600. So as I said, it really is an exciting weekend of Greyhound Racing. With so much to look forward to, we'll know our six finalists uh, for the final of the Irish Greyhound Laurels uh, come Saturday night. But I still think Carrick Aldo is very very much the one to beat for trainer David Murray. But of course, Graham Holland had a triple um, in the event last Saturday night in Cork. So the Golden Base champion trainer still very much with a big, strong hand in the Classic down in Cork. Barry Drake there giving us a comprehensive rundown on all things Greyhound racing happening in the Premier County and further afield this weekend. Now that's just about all we've got time for on this evening's show. A reminder that we will have two live games here on Tip FM this weekend. Both senior football semi-finals live here on Saturday at 4 o'clock in the rag. It's Upper Church Band versus JK Brackens. And then on Sunday it's Clamell Commercials uh, taking on Mall Rovers at 2 o'clock in Ardfinnan. Our coverage of that game with thanks to O'Donnell's Daybreak Woodview Service Station Mitchellstown Road in Care. So uh, many thanks for all my guests for helping make the show possible this evening and for you the listeners for tuning in. If you're just tuning in and you want to listen back to anything on the show it will be on the Tip FM SoundCloud and the Tip FM website and social media pages in about 20 minutes time. So keep an eye out for that if you're just tuning in and want to listen back on any of the ladies football, the Gaelic football previews, the rugby previews or any of the greyhound racing that you just heard there. So and also a reminder that the Tipperary GA club draw is taking place this evening at 9 o'clock in Larkins Bar in Gary Kendy. It will be live here on Tip FM. Stephen Gleeson will be on duty for that as he will be for both the senior football semi-finals this weekend. So I'll be sure to stay tuned to Tip FM for that. That's coming up at 9 o'clock. Carol Powers coming up after the 7 o'clock news. For me, I'll be back next Friday evening looking ahead to the senior hurling finals. But for now, enjoy your weekend and we will talk to you then. Bye for now.